Blog Talk Radio. Welcome once again to the Lucky Mojo Guru Rupert Hour, brought to you by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and online at luckymojo.com. I'm your announcer, Clifford Love, for Flow.com in scenic, scenic, New Jersey, and in just a moment, we'll be joined by our co-hosts, Catherine Ironwood of luckymojo.com in Forestville, California, and Conjurman of conjurmanconsulting.com in Mission Viejo, California. This week, we will be joined by special guest Reverend Roy of HealingAmulet.com in Nashville, Tennessee, bringing us today's topic of mirror spells. They will take your calls and offer advice to address, ameliorate, and remediate your questions and problems about love, money, career, and spiritual protection using traditional African-American folk magic practices of hoodoo, conjure, root work, as divined and prescribed by the greatest spiritual hoodooists of our time. You can learn a lot just by listening, but if you are selected among those who sign up at the Lucky Mojo Forum at forum.luckymojo.com and called into the show, then you'll be on the air and receive a free consultation. We'll be going to the phones in just a moment, but first let's catch up with our co-hosts, Catherine Ironwood and Conjurman. Ms. Cat? Hi, Clifford. Well, before we catch up with me, let's ask about you. I know that you've been working on this astrological magic uh, convention. And I want to hear an update. Where are we at now? I'm I'm waiting for the web designer to finish the last uh, finishing touches on the website. Then that will go live once Mercury goes direct. Um, while that's going mm. on, I'm making preparations for a variety of lectures at um, online and offline conferences that are coming up next month, including Convocation in uh, Dearborn and after that, WitchCon Online. Okay. Very cool. Wonderful. Thank you. All right. Well, we want to promote this first um, conference of its kind, and um, I'm really looking forward to when you present your um, list of presenters and when you uh, get the tickets on sale. I really want to hear about this one. I will not be able to attend in person, but you told us last week that all of the presentations will be filmed and that later there will be video versions available and is that still the plan yeah it's very common practice for people um, at astrology conferences to record the lectures and then sell them and uh, split the profits between the convention and the lectures yeah that's exactly what we do at air with the hoodoo heritage festival we've been doing that mm-hmm. for the last three years uh, the the presentation is recorded and then later it's sold at a slightly discounted price from what it was when it was brand fresh as part of a package and you can buy them um, for, in our case for $25 each and the money is split half with the presenter and half with the uh, organization. So yeah, I'm I'm really glad to hear you're going to do that because that's the only way I'm going to see your convention. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> you just know and, it's going to be filler. Yeah, I'm um I'm really I'm really excited about this one. We'll we'll ask again next week. Now, things here are very radio centric right now. First of all, yes, there were floods. Yes, people are dying even just a couple of miles from, from us in drowned cars, drowned people. Okay. 
Yes, it's just whatever it is. It's really horrible. However, it's getting us out of the drought, and um, that is really, really good. We've been in this mega drought. It seems to be just easing up, and it's raining, raining, raining. It, it just keeps on raining, and that's good. That's really, really good. We're happy to hear it. Um, we still have the down trees have not been able to be cut since the last time I mentioned them because no one can get out here and chop up dead trees because they're all busy chopping up the trees that fell across the highway. So, you know, that's what it is. And so, But we're all warm and safe and sound and doing very well here. The uh, Lucky Mojo Shop is doing extremely well. We've started a program of some discounts. The first one we had was a 15% discount on Friday the 13th on any product that had the word Lucky in it. And um, we got a bunch of orders, so people start start thinking about these things. Yeah, we promote them on Facebook. We promote them on uh, the Lucky Mojo Forum, and we're promoting them in Instagram. So check them out. And I want to thank Eileen, Max, Nikki, and that would be Max Jones, not Max Greenstone. We have two Maxes. Um, and uh, and Leslie and Heidi and um, everybody who has been working on these promotions. Oh, and Rachel. And so thanks to them all. Really nice folks and really helping um, the, us with this program. I've been very radio-centric while all of this has been going on. Um, we have had for a long time the Lucky Mojo Radio Network and we've sponsored numbers of shows. And there's a section at the Lucky Mojo Forum on the radio shows. And if you click on them, some of them, it just says, here, click this link and go to Blog Talk Radio, and you'll see a list of all the shows. Well, that's not very um, user-friendly, obviously. So um, Ernie and I and Nagashiva and I have been working both in pairs and as a triplicity to fix that. We started with The Witch, the Priestess, and the Cauldron. I think I announced this on the show a little while back. We now have every single Witch, Priestess, and Cauldron show has its own thread. There's a description of it. And in many cases, at least for the first 13 out of the 160-some shows, there are pictures. And we are now going to be um, promoting these through Facebook as, like would say, in syndication. These are older shows, but they are really, really good, and they are uh, really undateable. And so we are promoting them, and you can follow that on Facebook and at um, Instagram, but again, and at the forum. But again, these have been done already. Now we're moving on to... um, that We've been doing the Crystal Silence League for about a year now, I guess, almost. Um, And now we're moving on to uh, doing the same thing for the Now You Know show. And so... Since the Now You Know show, um, it's about 117 episodes. Every episode, uh, uh, Charles Porterfield, the uh, creative genius behind that incredible show, uh, he would uh, read a bit from my book, Who to Urban Root Magic, and um, he would do a sort of a Sesame Street thing, like this episode of the show is brought to you by Not Weed, right? And so what we're doing and putting these in the Lucky Mojo forum is we'll do a little buy it now button for the knotweed or the goofer dust or whatever it is that he read about from my book. And this is the first time we've actually monetized these threads in the forum. So we're hoping that instead of just sending money to Blog Talk Radio to keep us on the air, <laughs> that maybe we can make a little money off these radio shows and help 
keep the lights on at the network. Meanwhile, there's a whole lot more going on with the network, and I mentioned this before, um, that uh, Reverend Art will be coming out with a show, and he's talked about it too, uh, Mystics and Mages and Magical Places. And uh, Reverend James is going to be bringing us a new series of Crystal Silence League shows. This will be our second series of radio shows, and he will be the third person who's been the voice of the Crystal Silence League, the first one being Jeffrey Vanderson, and then uh, John St. Germain, who really... um, stood for the Crystal Silence League for a long time, very much loved radio personality. And now we're going to have Reverend James bringing the Crystal Silence League hour back. So we will be running new shows and uh, syndicated shows at the same time. I mean, not at the same time, in the same week. (laughs) So we become very radio-centric around here. I hope to get um, all of that work finished and, and done by the beginning of February. So that's my news. I haven't left my computer for hours because I just sit around and type. And I've also been reviving a website that most of you don't know about. It's called religiousproverbs.com. And it just was a domain that I just thought, hey, what a cool name, and and, uh, asked Shiva to buy it for me, you know, as a present, (laughs) years and years and years and years ago. And there's only a couple of things at um, religiousproverbs.com. They're rather odd. One of them is an old Facebook discussion that um, a bunch of us had, including uh, Clifford Hartley Lowe and uh, Dr. Jeremy Wise and who else? Uh, um, A lot of people that we know uh, were there, and um, Charles Porterfield. And it was called Not Jewish in Wikipedia. And some of you may have uh, remember that. Um, so I am now HTMLizing it, and um, it's right now it's just in um, crap form. But by the end of tonight, it'll all be in in beautiful HTML. And there's another one called um, Was the Blood Libel an Urban Myth? And that'll be going up also later tonight or tomorrow. This was a conversation that came out of a Facebook. Um, group, private Facebook group on witchcraft in which someone claimed that the blood libel against the Jews was an urban legend. Oh, fuck. um, Wow. Oh, fuck. (laughs) Right. In which case, you know, (laughs) right, we had to explain what urban means, what legend means, and um, what um, genocidal massacre means. (laughs) Anyway, yeah, the historian. Um, I try to keep it quiet, but the historian in me jumped out when you said that believes it. Right, right. So uh, anyway, so I'm God. using religiousproverbs.com as a place to post some stuff that of mine that might not otherwise be seen. Um, look for it within the next day or two to all be prettily HTMLized. That's my news. Doing the Lord's work. <laughs> Thank you. How are you? Uh, you know, when I laugh like that, I hear my mother's laugh. Ugh. She would laugh about these things, you know. Oh, yeah, and then they did that, and then they did that, and she just laughed, because what else can you do? You know, punch a wall? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, sometimes so, you just uh, have to shake your head and laugh. I, uh, how are things going in your world, Conjurman? Things, things are going quite uh, well, though I will say I was definitely thrown for a little bit of a loop with that with this conversation, because... 
you know, uh, you come across misinformation. You come across people not believing in things, and, and it's one thing. But historical revision where people deny things like genocide have happened or the long histories of discrimination, anti-Semitism, they're alarming because you li- we live in the era that we do. You just need to look around. Right. You just need to look around and see what the consequences of stuff like that is. When people aren't aware of the, these histories, what ends up happening is you end up with the society that you do. Anyways, that's, my, that's a mini sermon right there saying it's very, <laughs> very important for us to remember these, these dark sides of our history because it's the only way to safeguard against it uh, in the future. It has been a wild 2023 already. Uh, I just wanted to ask, are you all all right with the rains up there? Because it has oh, been. I've yeah, never we're still seen on it rain. The, the hill has not washed down, but um okay, it's, pretty, it's pretty it's um, pretty it's pretty wet. <laughs> yeah, and for people who don't know, uh California has been notoriously in a drought for years. Like literal years there's been a real bad drought in California. It's in, it impacted our agriculture, it's impra- impacted the weather. California has also, like, increasingly gotten hotter year after year after year. There's been, like, record heat, um, particularly, like, in the past couple years. We've been, we've been talking about uh, triple-digit heat, uh, heat that has ended up killing people. So the rain, in some instances, is good. But it's so unprecedented. I mean, I've never seen rainfall in the way that it has fallen in the past week or so. Um, so it has been certainly... Interesting. I've been doing a lot as a result. I haven't really done anything other than client work. So we had this fantastic sort of New Year's. We enjoyed bringing in the New Year. And then rain came about. I'm like, yeah, I'm not driving. And anyone who lives in Southern California knows you don't drive when it rains because people don't know what the hell they're doing up there. So I've been I've been sort of secluding myself and mostly dealing with client work. Um, and it's a lot of client work that's about preparing for the new year, really setting the stage and going, okay, I'm going to make 2023 as blessed as possible, as fortunate as possible. What can I do? What can I do to make sure that this is the year I find love? What can I do to make sure that this is the year that I, I make my money? And that's been really great because as Kat and I have been talking over the past several weeks, there has been a sort of self-doubt uh, a hesitation in a lot of the readings we were doing at the end of 2022. And Kat, you testified to this as well. Like, there was some real second guessing that was happening from people. Like, mm-hmm. am I going to go broke? Am I, am I going to lose this job? Even when things were going good. Like, I just got this job. Am I going to lose it? There was a lot of real doubt. But it's nice to see this sort of shift in tone. There's a lot of hope. There's a lot of, like, a sense of, like, go and get, go and make the year as best as possible. So that's been really enjoyable. I always like working with clients and empowering them, and particularly clients who are ready to sort of seize the day, if you will. Um, so that's been really enjoyable, and I've been mostly doing that type of work. Well, yep, um, I can um, confirm that. I've had a lot of interesting um, situations with clients, but the the bad mood seems to be lifting, and the oh, hopefulness good. seems to be coming back a little bit. Um, uh, I'm I'm guessing that springtime is going to be a good time for a lot of people. That's maybe I shouldn't say guessing. I'm getting that feeling from the cards I'm reading, and um, you know when the when the flowers come out and the springtime comes, I think we're going to see a, a a better financial time for people because I've been getting a lot of those people too, and. Um, 
They've even given up on love. One woman said, you know, I don't even know if I should ask you about my love life. I'm worried about losing my job. Mm. And, yeah, and so we uh, we did some job spell work for her. I coached her through it, and she called me back about two weeks later, and she said it all straightened out and went away, and the bad manager left, and it's all good again. Oh, good. So, yeah, it's a, you know, but it's been a, it's been interesting. Who needs what kind of um, root work these days? Well, we have a, a topic today, and it's going to be mirror spells. And um, Reverend Roy of uh, Nashville is going to talk to us about it. So let's get him on the show here. Hi, Reverend Roy. How are you doing today? Welcome. I am well. How are you doing? Well, I think we just talked ourselves out about how we're doing. So tell us about what's up in Nashville. Um, well, you, uh, you're having a lot of... Um, while you're having a lot of uh, flooding and raining, uh, we've had a lot of cold. It has been colder here than any years that I ever remember. So we've been hitting single digits and below zero. And uh, uh, so, you know, we're kind of coming out of that now and get, getting a little bit of good weather. Um, Papa G and I have been busy. It's that beginning of year thing where we're trying to recover from the holidays and the store and do inventory and ordering, so it's a pretty busy time right now. Well, I know that um, both of you are also working on the Hoodoo Heritage Festival coming up in June. And uh, uh, I won't... Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> I was going to say, well, <laughs> okay, I wanna... I've missed the I've... last couple of meetings on that because I've been trying to do year-end things, but I, I should be back with the next meeting. Good. Well, um, uh, I know that you're going to be presenting a workshop at the uh, festival in June. So why don't you tell us just a little bit about that workshop? So I've been working on writing a book about colors. And it's the, you know, uh, the putting together of colors for magic and colors for healing and the colors of your life. Um, so, you know, how the colors affect our day-to-day lives and our day-to-day magic because, we, you know, we actually live in magic every day and we live in energy. So so it's a blending of, of how each color affects all the different parts of our lives, and that, that's the angle that I'm coming at it with. And this book will be given away at the festival? I am planning for it to be, yes. Working hard on it. That's wonderful. Okay. Well, it's interesting you mention that because I just did a Patreon page, and I'm on. Uh, and I know some of our listeners here are are my Patreon supporters. I do a Patreon page on the seventh, fourteenth, twenty first, and twenty eighth of every month. And the fourteenth, having just passed, I did one on a beautiful set of trade cards from the Liebig Fleisch Extract Company on the colors and um and their the emotional impact of colors and what they relate to. So I just did a little a web page on that. If you're a Patreon supporter of mine, two dollars a week, you can check that out. In one year it will be free <laughs> to the public. Um after long after Reverend Roy's book comes out. But in yeah. any case, um color magic is something. Well Today, we're going to talk about mirror magic. So I'd like to just introduce this subject. What are mirrors? Mirrors are reflective surfaces. And the earliest mirrors were made of obsidian. And um, 
they are uh, what are called black mirrors. Black mirrors still have a use in magic, and they have a use in um, regular practical uh, mirrors. I mean, if you ever have a screensaver on your um, computer and it goes black, you all of a sudden you see your face. <laughs> That's a black mirror. Um, there are also um, mirror spells that are used to reflect something back. It might be evil energy that's directed towards you. It might be jealousy. And um, in the history of folk magic, mirrors have a real strong connection to repelling or um, blowing back the evil eye. And so you'll see in different countries the use of um, mirrors in embroidered into clothing or sequins are used, reflective jewelry is used. And that is something that... Um, we covered in a book called Terrors of the Evil Eye Exposed. There are a lot of reflective mirror spells there that are not what we would call a hoodoo spell, and they're not done on an altar. They are wearable art mirrors. Okay, That's a real common way. We have flat mirrors. We have uh, mirrors placed face-to-face. We have boxes with mirrors facing inward, and the mirrors can be either whole or broken, depending on how you want to make them. And we also have what I call um, mirror surrogates. But again, this goes back to things like sequins on clothes. Um, it's very common, you know, to make a jar spell and wrap it up in aluminum foil. And um, the aluminum foil is a mirror that keeps everything in the jar uh, spiritually. And there are also things like mylar, shiny mylar. It can be used as a mirror. And uh, you can even buy boxes that are chipboard with a mirrory surface printed on them. And then when you fold them up, instead of folding them up with the mirror side outwards to make a shiny box, you fold them up with the mirror side inward to make a mirror box. So um, I'm going to turn this over to you, Reverend, where I want you to talk about mirror spells and how you like to use them. Oh, and one more thing. If you have um, a link to Bottle Up and Go, um, there are a ton of mirror spells in the book that Lara Rivera and I wrote together called Bottle Up and Go. So just think, bear that in mind. Okay, take it away, Roy. Okay. Um, so, yeah, the, some of the simple, start with some of the simpler things. Scrying is a very big part of using mirrors, and, and there are different ways you can do that. Um, but mostly you're trying to get, most people are trying to get to a trance-like state when you're staring at a mirror, uh, you're watching for images, you're watching for a story to go by, a story to be told, uh, hearing a message. Uh, you can also use it. Most, most people like to use one mirror for their magic, for those crying and so forth. And you can also use that mirror for charging your, um, you know, your magical tools, uh, set the mirror outside in a full moon or even in the sun and uh, put your tools on that mirror and let the mirror, the reflection in the mirror, charge your tools. Um, you can add some mugwort on top of the mirror while you do that to enhance the psychic vision. Um, uh, when um, Scott Cunningham, uh, in one of his books that I read one time, he talked about what, what happens if you break your magical mirror. And he described taking all the pieces from the broken mirror, uh, including any dust that you could pick up, and put it in a sealed jar and put those in your window seals and use them to protect your home. 
So that's a very old one. That goes back to British bottle spells and blue bottle spells. Yeah, and if you don't have mirrors, you can just use glass too. But yeah, that is absolutely that goes back. Contraband, you know, that goes back a long ways in England. I mean, Cunningham did not mm-hmm. um, did not invent that. Right. That's a good one. Um, in our chat, Balkan Diviner um, talks about the idea of mirrors as gateways and portals and says that uh, he's heard that – now, he really is in the Balkans, by the way. He's in Romania. Um, a mirror gateway refers to the fact that the elderly cover all the mirrors in the house when a dream occurs. They claim the soul of the kidnapped looking in the mirror remains trapped and no longer leaves the house using the mirror as a gateway between two worlds. And there's another one here common among um, – um, Jews is when a person dies, um, the mirrors are covered. And uh, that, I've seen that also among African Americans. And um, and there also, of course, is a whole book about this idea of the mirror as a portal, which is called uh, Through the Looking Glass and what Alice found there. Right. So, yeah, mirrors are often seen as a portal. Thanks for bringing that up, Balkan Diviner. Yeah, and, and there's two. Sorry, there's two train of thoughts on that too. You could cover your mirrors when someone dies in a home, with the idea that they won't get trapped in the mirror and they can move on and leave the space. And then the other thought is people actually cover their mirrors after someone dies to keep them from visiting you again. So mm-hmm. keep them covered for a time. Mm-hmm. You know, in my family, there was a. Uh, it was always said too to stay away from mirrors during a thunderstorm because it was always thought that lightning could be reflected back onto the person. So you don't hear that much anymore, though. Mm-hmm. That's neat. I like that. Um, what part of the country does your uh, does your family come from? Uh, we're all in the southeast. Okay, so southeast, and uh, before that, were they? Appalachian. Okay, well, before that, I'm, you know, I'm such a folklorist. Were the English, Welsh, Irish, Scottish, French, what? Uh, most of my family is, is from the UK, Irish. Um, I was really surprised when I did my own DNA testing and it came back mostly Scottish. I, I didn't hmm. know that. So. Okay. Well, you see, you just gave me one here that I'd never heard before, so I had to ask where your family is from. That's a good one during a thunderstorm. Um, how about you, Contraman? Are there any mirror spells in your family? Oh, yeah. Mirrors feature quite prominently in um, Middle Eastern and Near Eastern magic, both for positive, both for protection. Um, for example, there's a, there's a tradition of during the uh, solar new year that is vernal equinox to set up a table with all sorts of goodies on there and sweets and one of the things you put on there is a mirror to bring in a new and beautiful and blessed year so the mirror here acts as a blessing as a window into a better future so this is a uh, mirror that is less say protective or scrying mirrors are also used in uh, dream work mirrors also work in scrying and divination but also protection um quite famously placing mirrors in the house particularly facing towards the door to keep evil away uh, to keep wickedness away it's said that jinn can be trapped in mirrors or conjured in mirrors as well so mirrors have a really long tradition in near eastern and middle eastern folk magic uh, as well as in the jinn traditions. 
uh, one of my favorite ways of working with mirrors is actually to uh, with prayers. I will write prayers on ink on a magic mirror, then wash the magic mirror, and then the ink can be ingested or it can be used in bathing water. So I'll put the prayer on the magic mirror, and the magic mirror amplifies what I write on it. Now, when you say writing a prayer on a magic mirror, can you uh, let's be, get a little specific here? The Conjure Man way. Um, mm. So, are you using a sharpie marker? Are you using beet juice? Are you using saliva? What are you using to write on that magic mirror? And the reason I mention this is because Pascal yep. Beverly Randolph. I mean, you knew I was going to mm-hmm. go there, right? Oh yeah. Pas- Pascal Beverly Randolph used to sell magic mirrors which were marked on the back with sigils created of the mingled sexual fluids of him and his wife. Mm-hmm. Just And you could order these, and then they were set into a, a frame so that you couldn't see the back of the mirror. So what are you writing on your mirrors with? I hope it's not... Oh, and he, I'm sorry, and I missed a line. He also mixed the mingled sexual fluids of him and his wife with lettuce juice, which is an opioid. And so a mild opioid. So the idea was it would give you a, a, a psychic event. No, I'm not using sexual fluid, though I have seen them work. In this tradition, this comes out of the Middle Eastern tradition. It's actually an uh, astrological ink that's made out of uh, natural remedies, so like, uh, you know, like green pistachios and whatnot, walnut shells. Um, I can't give the full instructions, unfortunately, because they are kind of a proprietary and secret, but they are natural inks that are made based off of uh, astrological conditions, uh, and then they are used. They're quite, they're quite thick in that regard, um, but they are things like a beet juice plays a role. Uh, there's, they're very natural. And then you write uh, a sacred word or a prayer. So, for example, um, I had a client who was dealing with a difficult boss, so I wrote al-muntakin, which is uh, the Arabic word for victory, the victor. It's the uh, uh, name of power. I wrote that in the magic mirror, and then this was washed, and the person drank it, uh, and then they carried a talisman that I had made with them. The boss was forced out of the job, and my client was promoted. So this is one way that I would work with magic mirrors, is using it to amplify uh, prayers. That is so cool. All right. Well, let's lob this ball back to Roy. Roy, give us a spell that you like with magic mirrors. Well, you know, I would like to add to that what you were just saying. I have seen people, uh, I've witnessed people using, uh, you can use mirrors for glamour spells. And I have witnessed people using lipstick on mirrors when they're doing glamour Mm. spells. Um, Mm -hmm. But, you know, with a glamour spell, what you're wanting to you want to enchant the mirror to show your you know your most beautiful self, your most confident in presenting yourself. And one of the things you can do with that is use some glamour oil or some jasmine oil and enchant a very small mirror or like a compact mirror and carry that around with you. So through the day, you know, when you're feeling less confident, you're feeling your energy uh, go away. Just take that mirror out and look in that mirror and remind yourself, you know. This is the confident me. This is the beautiful me. This is the strong me. So keep that enchanted mirror with you all the time. That's so nice. I love that. And there are many people who need a lift at some time during the day. 
and an enchanted mirror will give them that lift. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. Yes, it well, will. One of, oh, go ahead. Go, no, you go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, one of the ways I use a mirror, and I do this with, with my students sometimes, is we uh, I teach them how to look at past lives and ancestors. And this is very interesting. You, you have to you have a completely dark room, like a closet where no light can get in there. And you set a mirror on the table and put two white candles behind the mirror. And you want them low enough so that you can cannot see the flame. So that provides the only light in the room. And you want to sit and stare at the mirror, both eyes open, but only looking through one eye. And sometimes that can take some practice. And I tell everyone, just, just look with your right eye, but make sure you keep your left eye open. And, you know, it only takes two or three minutes. You start getting images of people, different faces. And this is supposed to be your ancestors, your past lives coming through to show you who is still here around you. Wow. That's a good one, too. Um, yeah, this uh, the use of the magic mirror for scrying um, was also described by Pascal Beverly Randolph in that he would read um, for clients about distant people, not using cards or anything like that, but he would use a um, low light and a mirror, the way also some people will use a low light and a crystal ball. But he used a low light and a, and a mirror, and he would then see the face of the person that the client was asking about, and he could examine them in the room and tell what the client was doing. He also used, um, as magic mirrors, uh, gemstones, polished gemstones. So in addition to obsidian, he described the, the most beautiful magic mirror that he had seen was owned by an Indian Raja, whom I I think he met in England, but um, he was the Maharaja of Dalip. He might have met him in India because Randolph did travel around a lot. But this guy had a magic mirror that was made of an emerald, and it mm. um, it was extremely impressive to Randolph. And he mentioned that it was very, very easy to see things in the emerald mirror. Mm-hmm. I love working with black onyx, the black mm-hmm. mirror. It's very easy. That's to see another things. good one. Yeah. Our, um, black onyx, black obsidian, those are yeah. those are very very good for um, scrying uh, in the mirror. Now, yeah. there's there's also the conventional use of the mirror to entrap someone, and so I'd like to just quickly touch on that. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to catch somebody in their own world of pain, their own lies, their own uh, false facades. And you want them to suffer the um, sting of self-knowledge that they have been a bad person. One way to do that is to put them into a mirror box. And mm-hmm. you can make a doll or use a, a little cutout of them or something of that nature. And you can lay them on a little bed of pain like blackberry uh stems that have been cut and dried and have little sharp points all around them and make a you know lay them all parallel down make a little bed and then put blackberry leaves um on you know as a little as sheets with the spines up you just kind of go for it you know a little craft project mm-hmm. just a little flat doll on there give them a little coverlet of more uh, blackberry leaves with the points down and so there they are on the bed of pain you can also put dead ants or cockroaches mm-hmm. or spiders in with them and uh, other you know 
you know, then you can sprinkle goofer dust over it, you know, just sort of, you know, give them a little bit of whatever. And then um, and then you tell that doll, now you lie on your bed of pain in your world of mirrors, and all you can see wherever you go is what you have done. And so if you do good, good will come back to you and ease your pain. But if you do evil, all you'll see mm-hmm. and all you'll feel will be the evil that will come back to you. This is a classic mirror box spell. Now, some people do try to confuse these with breakup spells, but they really are what is called a reversing spell. And as such, mm-hmm. they are related to the idea of the evil eye spells, which are also reversing. And mm-hmm. so uh, mm-hmm. I have people call up all the time, can I do a hot foot spell in a mirror box? No, that no. Would, that's not going to work. <laughs> a hot no. foot spell is <laughs> geographic. You know, they're going somewhere. You know, can I do a breakup spell in a mirror box? No, you're just keeping them together in an ugly yep. relationship. Yep. Uh, yep. Mirror boxes are really to um, get someone to see themselves as others see them. They are done to send back evil and mm-hmm. and then let it sort of just echo off the halls, as it were, and just bounce around, and that's where they are. Yeah, so normally when uh, I do I a mirror box spell, I I put the, uh, the doll in. I run the spell for 30 days and keep it on my altar. Uh, and like you mentioned, I'm telling them all this time, you need to change. These are the things you've done. These are the things you need to change in your life. And in 30 days, I will open the box. And, but I will keep it and wait to see if things change. And and if I don't see changed behavior, then we can fill the box back up and do it for another 30 days. Yeah. Balkan Diviner, who's really a good mirror box and mirror spell worker, says, um, or an unmarried places face-to-face two mirrors with four candles lit between them, two on one side and two on the other, sits behind a mirror. Now, I believe he's saying that this girl is between the mirrors. The mirrors are not facing each other. She's between them. And looks fixedly among the candles in, in the other without blinking. Superstition says that the girl must be alone in the house and naked. And then the destined man and the near future is clearly shown in the mirror. And I'm just going to say, we do this here at Halloween. And um, it's called Seeing the Future Husband. We don't often That's use two mirrors. Yeah, we don't always use two mirrors, and often it'll be a naked woman. She holds a candle in her hand, and she mm-hmm. stares into the mirror and says, "Show me my future husband," and she will see him. And mirrors also offer a really great opportunity to make sneaky gifts. So you can take sort of glass, and you can take glass from a picture frame. You got to clean it really nicely. You got to make sure that it's nice and clean. But then in the four corners, using some condition oil, you can write a sigil. And then using mirror effect spray paint, you then spray it and make a mirror. Place that into a frame, a really nice frame that you then fix and give it as a gift to someone. Um, It's fantastic if you want, uh, for example, to have a little window into their lives. If you want to spy on someone using a scrying mirror, you can make a pair of scrying mirrors, one that you give as a gift and one that you keep at yourself. You can use it to influence people for positive reasons. For example, you can do it for good conditions, to bring blessings in someone's house, to influence them to take their medicine or to influence them to be faithful or whatnot. Or you can influence them to harm them. But it's a really interesting sneaky trick. You would create a sort of pair of these mirrors and then use condition oils on the glass 
to anoint or write sigils or prayers, and then use that mirror effect spray paint to transform the glass into a mirror, place it into a really nice picture frame, and give it as a gift. That's great. There's also this mirror surfacing stuff that is constantly being offered to me through Facebook ads. Do you all know what I mean? It's, it's, uh, you can turn any surface into a mirror with this magical stuff that comes from China stuff. And um, I don't know what it's made of or I would tell you, but I bet that if John St. Germain were here, he would tell us exactly what it's made of. But it it creates a kind of a nickel-like surface but it's a, or mercury-like surface. And you paint it on, rub it on, and it's there. It's really good. Mirror surface stuff. I don't know Somebody probably look it up for me, but I get constantly get ads for it on Facebook. They want me to buy it. I don't know why. Maybe because I mentioned mirrors. But you could use that to take any kind of a art object and mirror coat portions of it, and then of course it would be enchanted to be your eyes uh, on their house or in their room. Exactly, you know, the remote viewing idea. Uh oh. Nobody has another word to say about mirrors? I'll jump in again. Uh, and Clifford, I a little bit more. Well, oh, Clifford, Clifford had, uh, before the show started, Clifford had a mirror spell that he shared with us. And can you come on in here, Clifford, and jump out of the announcing booth and, and come and join sure. us on the floor here? My honor and delight. Um, one thing that I do with mirrors, and I buy them in bulk uh, for reversals and a bunch of other purposes which have already been covered, um, is I use them to augment uh, the suffering of uh, candle-based curses. Um, I invented this for a poverty curse to make it much worse. Um, and what I do is I take a mirror and I face it away from me so that it reflects the image of the uh, target's personal concerns. Uh, I never let my own face be reflected in the mirror once it's begun. And I dress the entire surface of the mirror with inflammatory confusion oil. And then I put it down now that it's all cloudy and dressed. And uh, I light the cursed candle, which should be a glass-encased candle, and I pound it like a hammer on the mirror surface until it shatters. And the idea is that the mirror represents the self-image of the target, and this is going to cause damaged self-image, insanity, and confusion. Now, I've got to ask, because I was trying to type that up. You have a, a dressed vigil candle of inflammatory confusion or of confusion? Well, that can be anything. In the original case, this was a poverty candle, um, which was basically ah. a corrupted uh, uh, prosperity candle. And I used that okay. to smash down upon the dressed mirror, and it burns on top of the mirror. Oh, wow. That's really intense. Okay. It is. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> um, you have a real handle on cursing, Clifford. Thank you so much. Um, so just to make sure I understood it, that glass candle, you dress the mirror, the mirror is laying flat on the table. Is that what yes. you're saying? And then you yes. kablam it, smash the mirror, and then just light the candle on top of the shattered shit, right? Yes. Wow. Got it. Okay. Damn, that was hard for me to visualize, but but wow, that sounds effective. I'm going to try that sometime. And that's to destroy self-image. That's really good. Yeah. There's a few people I'd like to smash a candle on. (laughs) It's a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a
was was basically um, I would have the a, a photograph of the person uh, glued to the glass on one side and a, uh, a a printout of the seven of swords from the tarot deck on the other to basically make me feel overwhelmed by the poverty and then enhance the distress by using the inflammatory confusion oil and have their life fall apart. That's wow. Great, yeah. That's great. It's a nice twist on a, a very popular mirror breaking spell. These breaking mirrors are quite common both in Hyatt, but also in the form. There's a, in the Lucky Mojo form, if you go, there's a whole section on mirror spells. Uh, and there's a really good one uh, using a mirror, but slightly different in this regard, in which you place a black devil candle on the mirror, baptized in that person's name, and covered in crossing oil, circled in goofer dust, and you let it all burn down. Underneath the mirror, you have to have a black cloth. Once the mirror, once the candle burns all the way down in the mirror, you then take the mirror, wrap it in a black cloth, knot it, and then take it outside and take a hammer and smash the mirror. So it's a slight reversal of, of what a brilliant spell that, that Cliff just shared with us. But it's really right. cool, this idea of smashing a mirror. You can find a bunch of these in the Lucky Mojo forum. Mm-hmm. That's a, that's a really good one. There's people who say, well, what about uh, you get seven years bad luck if you smash a mirror? And what I do is I um, just say, write the other person's name on the mirror. It's their bad yes, luck. Yes, that's the point. Right? You're seven, seven years bad luck for them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you yeah. know, in my research, I found that the, the seven years bad luck originally started with the idea that, that it was during a time when, luxury, when mirrors were luxury items. And it could take people up to seven years to buy a new mirror. And that's where that originally came from. Hmm. That's a new one on me. Um, so, um, but I understand there's a there's also spiritual reasons why breaking a mirror would be bad because if your beauty is tied up in your mirror, it would take your beauty, for instance. And if your health is tied up in your mirror, so there's more than just money. I think at the root of this, there are spiritual reasons why you wouldn't want to break a mirror, especially one that you were looking in, because it would symbolize the breakage of you. You know. Uh, so, and why you need to uh, avoid catching yeah. your, your glance. Yeah, so write the other person's name on the back of the mirror <laughs> um, if you're going to do this kind of work. Um, I was also taught one where you take the mirror to a um, a, a crossroads and um, put it upside down and take a hammer and just smash, that, smash it at the crossroads. Mm. And this comes from a time period where car tires were not as uh, sturdy as they are now. So the idea that everybody's going to be driving over broken <laughs> mirror glass with Joe Blow's name on it, right, and it's going to give them all flat tires is pretty intense. And, um, of course, they're all going to curse the guy whose mirror that is, and that's going to be Joe Blow. So it's mm-hmm. kind of, um, uh, you know, it's uh, deflecting the curse to him through the people who would be angry that their tires would be punctured. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. In the famed and legendary late Dr. E used black mirror or used a mirror spell with a black skull candle. It was his famous inflammatory confusion skull candle, in which he would uh, baptize a skull candle, place peppers into its mouth, uh, covered in inflammatory confusion oil and powder, and then burn that down on a mirror itself in order to turn the words back on that person so they would catch them in lies 
so that they would be caught in the words that they would do, that their schemes and plots would fall apart. The fantastic working that he often did in court case work against an enemy. Mm-hmm. That is a great one. Um, so here, again, even lady-hearted workers, as Mandashiva mentioned, would not um, fail to do such a spell uh, for fear that it was a curse because if they told the truth, all that would come back to them would be happy truth. So it's, again, face it's to face what you've done. Of course, um, you know, it, the implication is that this person is doing bad, but, you know, there's wiggle room there where you just say, you know, um, you know let it be unto them as they have done it. Okay? That's a really good one. So... Um, so they can see their lies or their truths. Okay. If you can, um, there, there's all sorts of ways you can work with mirrors and modern technology. There's ways of etching on mirrors nowadays um, that you can laser etch someone's picture onto a mirror. So mm. you can amplify a lot of these sort of pictures that we've talked about. If you don't want to write someone's name, you've got the means. You can etch that person's picture onto a mirror and then break the mirror, that's one way of affecting a curse upon them. Particularly if you want to do inflammatory confusion, you can etch their face onto that mirror uh, and then cover that with inflammatory confusion oil and then smoke it in inflammatory confusion incense to keep their sight constantly blurred. Oh, that's excellent. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Um, there's a there's a, another uh, client I have. I don't want to name her name. But um, I'll just say she lives in Alaska, and she's a very, very good root worker from a long family line of African-American root workers. And she uses mirrors with um, cigar smoke, and she, um, she will, um, you know, talk, put the person's picture up facing the mirror, and then she'll just use the cigar smoke as a form of incense. And this kind of goes back to um, Native American and Caribbean ideas of tobacco as a sacred incense. And she will just work this cigar smoke round and around and around and around and around till their head is spinning, and they just do what she says. And um, but she uses the mirror there to get them to, you know, to be in a haze of this tobacco smoke. So, that's anyway. fantastic. Using smoke with mirrors in that way is a really powerful way of connecting with people's spirit. You don't have to do it for confusing people. You can also do it to communicate. If you mm-hmm. speak to a person using a magic mirror, but you set up incense, particularly black tobacco incense, it will carry your words into their mind. It's really, really good, particularly if they're sleeping. It's a way of getting them to dream what you want to dream Well, sorry about that. I just had a phone call come in, and I missed exactly what you said. Could you say that again? <laughs> I, I was just saying that there's a really good using mirrors to make people dream what you want them to dream. You set up oh, a yes. magic mirror and then peer through the smoke of incense into that mirror while that person is sleeping. So you use black tobacco incense, and as the incense is rising, you peer through the smoke into the mirror, call out to their spirit three times, and then you'll feel their spirit enter into the mirror, and then you can use that to tell them to dream what you want them to dream. I want you to dream of me. I want you to dream of giving me money. 
and it will influence that person as they sleep. Mm-hmm. That's a good one too. Um, yeah, that's a that's a really idea. The idea of the mirror as a portal is something that. When we talk about mirror spells, most people do think of mirror boxes, you know, trapping somebody in there. Um, I'm going to give you another one that was taught to me by an old-time friend of mine, uh, Draja Mekaharik. And this is uh, to make someone think of you. You take a picture of that person's face, um, and you make two copies of it, and you put in what a hair between it, glue them the paper to paper so that both sides of this thing are their face. And then you cut it out like a little Christmas tree ornament just around their face. And you have a thread going in it, or you can use their hair if it's long enough, but you just have a thread coming up. So now you have like a little childish Christmas ornament, and you um, take pictures of you, um, and you paste them to um, a quart canning jar on the outside looking in. Um, and he he said rather laughingly, you know, you can use any part of your body that they want, might want to look at, but you leave some space between those pictures. You take their their picture and suspend it inside that jar by poking a little hole in the jar, um, threading that loop of thread through it, putting a little stick to hold the loop in place, and then completely covering the whole thing with aluminum foil facing inward. And, of course, you can burn incense in the jar. You can put herbs in it, oils, and so forth. And this is then you start to spin it. Any way they turn, um, they have to see you, whether it's your, um, your, your pretty face, your lovely boobs, or your stunning butt. They're going to see you, <laughs> and, um, and that's to make them dream and think of you. And they can't escape it because the aluminum foil, which is all around the interstices of the pictures, keeps them confined in that jar. That's great. I've done it for a client. It definitely works. They they do become a little bit uh, <laughs> enamored with you. Yeah, right, right. Well, that's one of Draja's great great old spells, and he has a lot, <laughs> I tell you. Um, so uh, I like I like the good uses of mirrors, of course. Mm-hmm, um, yeah. uh, another one that I really... oh, go ahead. I was just going to mention a real quick protective one that, that works really, really well. If someone is, like, if you don't have the time to make your mirror box, or if you don't want it to be as severe as a mirror box, I call this the timeout spell. What you do is you take their picture, and you just take one of those tile mirrors. You put the picture down and a tile mirror right on top of them. And you go, you sit out, and you think about what you've done. And you keep them there until they sort of manage their behavior and then you just take it out you're not binding it you're not tying it up you're not putting it in a box of any sort it's just a sort of time out making them reflect on what they've done you just take their photo place a tile mirror right on top of it place it down flat on the surface and you just say to them very clearly in a stern voice you say you just sit there and think about what you've done and it works really well i do this particularly after fights like if someone was particularly unjust in a fight this is a really good way to get them to apologize Wow, that's a good one too. Um, that is good. Yeah, there's a um, there's a little thing about aluminum foil I wanted to mention because we haven't said it. Um, I was taught this by Papa Jim. He always, when describing mirror spells, he always described shiny side of aluminum foil versus the cloudy side, the 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 matte surface. Um, and so the shiny side is the mirror. And um, 
not the other side. And he was really um, he was really into that. And so I picked it up from him, and I found it to be true. When I wrapped something the wrong way, I'd look at it and go, oh, that doesn't look right. <laughs> I should be wrapping it with the mirror side in. Um, so that's the mirror side. I've got uh, one more thing, and it's a good place to share it. I, I heard this done a long time ago. It was a it was an abuse case, and it was kind of like almost a reverse mirror spell, where they were trying to hide a child, and they put the mirrors on the outside of the blo- uh, box while they were hiding the child, so that no one else could see the child, and no one could mm-hmm. find them. So that, that's yeah. a very strong protection spell. Yeah. Um, that is a protection spell, um, uh, and that hides somebody. You're absolutely right. They can't be seen, um, and and they are protected. Um, there's a there's a lot of um, reversing that's done with mirrors on houses. Uh, one of the ones that I love are those um, those uh, uh, convex car mirrors. You know what I'm talking about? Um, they are they're little circular uh, convex mirrors that can go on your uh, rear view mirror in your car, usually at the bottom, and they give you a wide angle view. You know what I'm saying? Um, yes. Those if they come, you can buy them at car stores. Uh, they come with an adhesive back, and you can just um, take that adhesive back and you dress the mirror. I'm just going to give you an example. Um, you can dress it with law keep away, okay? And uh, that will keep the cops from following you. Uh, you can dress it with um, reversing, and that will keep people away. But those adhesive backs, you can do them on your car or you can do them on your house. And um, I have um, talked to and worked with people to use those little convex mirrors um, when they have a bad neighbor across the street who's always spying on them or whatever, you know, or across the fence, just put those little convex mirrors um, out where anything goes back. And you can draw an X on those mirrors, um, you know, just an X of uh, reversing oil. Very simple way to work. And then uh, stick the mirror to the wall, you know, looking outward. Um, yeah, protective mirrors the, in their house are, are such a great talismanic tool for the home. You set one yeah. up, by, especially by by the door, by the door to catch and reflect evil. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the, I first heard about those going back again many, many ways in the hall or the foyer or foyer, mm-hmm. as some people call it, um, that you put the mirror facing. It's a nice big mirror. It just looks like, you know, something that people might adjust their hat in, you know, uh, hat, you know, with the uh, umbrella stand and all of that. And behind that mirror, you have a packet of protective herbs um, so that when people come in the door, they look at themselves in that and they can't bring their evil in. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Go ahead, Cliff. Support for this program is provided by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California and located online at luckymojo.com and by the Association of Independent Readers and Rootworkers, AIR, a directory of ethical and authentic conjure practitioners located online at readersandrootworkers.org 
and by Hoodoo Psychics the First Psychic Line, run entirely by Hoodoo practitioners. Receive a reading with a trusted root worker instantly. Call one eight 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 four Hoodoo or visit hoodoopsychics.com. And by the Crystal Silence League, a free online prayer service of the Association of Independent Spiritual Churches, located online at crystalsilenceleague.org. Now it's time to go to the phones and talk to today's client. Our client is Lucy, who is not on the phone, um, but I have her description and I will read it. Um, I currently live with my daughter in a small apartment, and last year she let her boyfriend move in. They broke up before Christmas and he refuses to leave. He is considered an established resident because he receives mail at this address, so there isn't a way to force him to leave, such as calling law enforcement. My daughter is staying with friends, and I'm staying here to make sure things stay put and to care for the cat. In the past three weeks, I've tried two different tactics, a banishing candle spell and a hot foot powder in the shoes to make him leave, but to no avail. I'm at my wit's end, and I'm asking for your expert help. Many thanks. I'm a Libra, Pisces rising. My daughter's a Taurus, Scorpio rising. Turn it over to you, Miss Cat. Wow. All right. Well, I wish Lucy were here, but at least thank you, Lucy, for saying that you're a Libra Pisces rising. So Libras tend not to be the most hard-headed, hard-hearted workers. They see both sides of every question. And Pisces is another double sign and immutable sign at that, so they tend to be gentle people. You may be a little gentle for this work. That's how I see it. Um, So... I'm going to do a reading. The daughter is a Taurus, Scorpio rising. Now, that's a little tougher. Your daughter may be um, a little bit more inclined to doing this kind of work. I know that you said there's nothing that can be done, but at some point this person um, has to be judged to have been a tenant and renter or a guest, and he can receive mail there. But if he doesn't contribute to the rent, who's paying the rent? The... uh, in most um, states, the one who pays the rent or whose name is on the lease is the one who has the right to evict a subtenant. Do pay attention to whatever your local laws are, because I can't speak for your local laws, but what you wrote doesn't sound as well thought out as it might be. It could take time, but if he's not paying rent, um, then he's not and he's not on the lease then he's not actually going to have to be able to stay there indefinitely all right i've thrown three cards down here Uh, card number one is really creepy so just let's get it out of the way it's the card of death this guy is not a very nice person and this is a card that says that there's danger in this situation i would say that um you know it will end when the sun comes up again, but right now you are in a dangerous situation. You are probably justified in doing some kind of a curse on the guy, but watch out that he doesn't curse you or cause trouble for you. He is probably a bit worse than you led us to believe. I, This card is not a nice card. The card of death is a card nobody wants to get. Um, so, you know... I would just uh, be careful. That's all I'm going to say about that card. But it does say that the the, the situation is icky and is going to produce a negative transformation. The next card is the card of the tower. This is a really um, pretty ugly situation as far as I see it. Tower shows a building struck by lightning and people jumping out. This guy may be um, really not nice. Be careful of vandalism. Be careful of him setting the place on fire. Be careful of him stealing. This card really does show that unless you have some kind of safety and security, he is not well-intentioned. 
hate to say it, I just, I mean, I don't, you know, not having your feedback, I feel like I'm going off a deep end here, but that's what the cards are telling me. And the third card says that you do have some power to rule and control. It is the card of a woman Libra. It is the queen of swords, a woman Libra who has a child. And this shows a woman who beckons people to come. She's friendly. Oh, yes, you can come stay here. But she holds a sword. And this is the powerful side of Libra, the justice side. So maybe doing harsh spells will be um, something that's a little not up your alley because you're a Libra, but working with the law is really indicated with this card and definitely putting up protection around the house more than um, just hot-footing and banishing um, which I know we're going to get to when we get to the root work, you are going to want to do hot foot and banishing, but you also do need to do some protection around the house and um, get some justice going for you. Really a, a very strange set of cards and not what I expected to get. Now, again, death card is a one that causes a lot of trouble with... Um, readers they go oh my god someone's going to die and then they don't want someone to die so then they say things like death is but a transformation and we go on to the next stage of our life well i was not taught to read that card that way so again i'm going to say there is some danger here and the tower card is also some danger make sure that all the locks are working make sure that you have ring cameras if ring cameras are cheap just get yourself some ring cameras you need some protection here this guy is um, not just a freeloader, but he could become an angry freeloader if he doesn't get his way. And there's really an issue that you have to solve. The card of the Queen of Swords says, just take a really logical look at this thing. And if you can, enlist you know the local authorities now that doesn't mean call the cops that's a waste of time what i want you to do is go and find out about your local laws about housing and renters rights and whatever if he's never paid rent he has virtually no rights he's a squatter now in some places they make it easy for people to squat for up to six months in other places two weeks and they're out the door it's all about the local laws okay so that is my uh, take on this and i hope you take me seriously if you listen to the show this is not a happy card reading this is a difficult card reading and these um, cards the death and the tower card show that there may be more things going on here that are wicked or um, mentally unbalanced or vengeful than you might know about and you have to handle it as an adult unfortunately all right. Well, I'm going to um, turn this over to Roy and see what he has to do as a reading. So how about it, Roy? Okay. So I've laid out three cards as well. Uh, the first card being the High Priestess card. And in this card I'm reading, in the statement you talked about the magic work that has been done. But in the in the uh, High Priestess card, we see this very strong woman. I, I kind of call this my Medea card. She'll stare you right in the face and tell you what you need to do. And and I, what I don't see in the woman's information is how she's tried to handle this outside of magic. So, you know, there needs to be some very strong rules put in this house, very direct conversations, some strong boundary set. And I don't feel like that's the, that has been happening 
Um, the next card is the Seven of Swords. So, again, going back to Cat's reading, this is not a very good person. Uh, deception, stealing. Um, and the third card laying on that, the Nine of Pentacles. So this reading tells me that, you know, you're doing the right thing. we got to get him out of there because he is going to steal from you. He's going to take your place. He's going to take your possessions. Um, uh, going back to the high priestess, I get a strong feeling here that we haven't been direct enough with this, and we're trying to handle this through outside avenues, doing magic, maybe going through police and so forth. I wish she was on here to ask this question for her. Uh, but we need to we need to get very direct and very strong with this and need to protect your possessions. If they're in, you have uh, expensive possessions, high value stuff, I would get them out of there. Uh, with that seven of swords showing up with the nine of pentacles, uh, I would move out anything that he could take to sell or get rid of. Um, but yeah, this this does look like, like a very bad situation to be in. And again, the local laws, I, know, I think here in the Nashville, Tennessee area, uh, it's it's like 90 days to get rid of somebody before you can get them out of your house, and and a lot can happen in 90 days. Yeah, you got to you have to start now with the legal aspects. I'm going to say one other thing here before we turn this over to Conjuring. I have a real worry for the cat. Okay, just I don't want to like freak anybody out, but like please, please, I have a real worry for the cat. Okay, <laughs> this is not good. Um, so, um, how about it, um, Contraman? Do you have some ideas for spell work? I do, yeah. You are in a difficult situation. Um, you're going to have to rely on the powers of the law here, but you can do things with speed. This up. First, it's clear that um, you are in a slightly disadvantaged position. As you're listening, I'm saying you, hoping that you're hearing my words. You are in a slightly disadvantaged position here. You're not as strong. And this cat has cat gently hinted at this, um, that you may not have this necessary spiritual strength to drive this person out. Um, when we hot foot someone, we don't say, shoo, go away. We damn them. We call upon the fires of hell to drive them from our lives. It requires righteous fury and wrath. When done well, People will drop everything and disappear. Hotfoot is not a banishing spell. It's a go-to-hell spell. The first time I did a hotfoot spell, I was very young, uh, and I laid out hotfoot powders. The person was gone within three days. They left everything in their apartment. They left their entire apartment. Everything was left behind, and I never saw them again. It's, it's been 15 years, uh, and I haven't seen them. So uh, that's what Hotfoot does. And you need to do it from that place of strength. Because this person seems to have some strength, and Kat is talking about this imbalance as well, we're going to have to work this a little differently than just laying out Hotfoot powers. You need to weaken this person spiritually, break their power so that you can drive them out. To do this, you need to do what I call a weakening jar. It combines Hotfoot with weakening elements. You will take the photo of this person. If you can get their hair, great. Add that into the jar. Place this into some type of bottle that has a cork. Into this bottle, you're going to put salt, 
grab the salt and pray over it. Salt, I call upon you to drive this person from my house. Purify them from my property. Purify them from my life. Drive them far and far away. Then take black pepper. Black pepper, I call upon you to curse, to bring them down, to weaken them, to shatter their spirit. Place the black pepper in this jar. Grab poppy seeds. Poppy seeds, I call upon you to weaken their mind, their resolve, to confuse them, to keep them off balance. Place this into the bottle. Then take red pepper seeds and say, red pepper, I call upon your fire to drive this person quickly and swiftly into the fires of hell and far away from me. Add in pins and then fill with some vinegar. You don't want to fill it all the way to the top, but just add in some vinegar. Vinegar, then stick the cork into the top of this jar and shake it up for three days as you curse with your righteous wrath. Curse, 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 weakening his mind, weakening his soul, confusing him, and making him imbalanced. Then take on the third day, take a pin or a nail, drive it through the cork all the way into the bottle. There's a little hole that goes out from the outside to the end so that you could quite literally pour the contents out. You're going to then take the jar. You're not going to pour anything out, but you're going to create that hole. Take this jar. Go to a swift running river. Throw the jar into the swift running river. What this will do is that the river will take the bottle far, far away. Don't throw it into a creek. Don't throw it into a soft, slow-moving river. Something bad. But at the same time, the contents of the jar will start to dribble out into the water. What this will do is it will weaken this person and force them out at the same time. So this is really useful for people who are in a situation where they feel disempowered or who don't feel particularly successful or powerful in, in hot footing. If you put, lay out hot foot powders and someone doesn't go away, you follow it up with a jar like this, which will simultaneously weaken them and drive them out. At the same time, once you've done this, I want you to cleanse your hands with some Van Van water. Just put some, a couple drops of Van Van in some water, spritz your hands, and then flick it off so that you get rid of this mess. I want you to go to the graveyard of an ancestor, someone, uh, a woman who is powerful and strong. This is what the readings are kind of ending out, someone powerful and strong who will become your ally and will shore up your work. Leave them three coins, ask for their aid. Come and protect my property. Keep safe my possessions and drive away this wicked person. Take up the staff, take up the rod and drive them out. Gather a bit of that graveyard dirt, leave three coins, go to the property and the dirt. Sprinkle it around the dirt. This ends invite the ancestor into the house and the ancestor will become a poltergeist, a spiritual guardian protecting your possessions and your little cat while also taking up the rod against this person. So now you're working them two angles. You're weakening and driving them away with a hot foot jar and you're now calling upon the spirit of the dead to drive them out. And this person will be gone. Um, the ancestor will work, whether through legal means or just driving this person crazy, acting as a poltergeist, disrupting their sleep, making them, uh, keeping them from damaging or stealing your property. Guardian and, and a champion is what you're looking for. So find a female ancestor that will do that for you. If you cannot find a female ancestor or none of your ancestors are buried nearby, then you must find a police officer. Find a police officer who will come. Use their graveyard dirt as an ally. If it's not a police officer, 
then find a soldier, whatever type of protective warrior spirit you can get your hands on. And then it is absolutely, absolutely crucial that you really take a, you, you dot all the I's, you cross all the T's when it comes to legal paperwork. Getting rid of someone legally is difficult to do, but you can do it. Make sure you take the practical steps. If you can do the sort of three steps where you weaken and hot foot, summon a guardian and champion to protect your property and drive this person away, and then manage things at the legal level, then you will be successful in this matter. Let's see if we have any further comments from my colleagues or if they have any suggestions. Well, first of all, Conjurman, this is one of your famous three-part spells. Mm -hmm. And um, I just got to put in a plug for the workshop you did at the Hoodoo Heritage Festival called Conjuring by Threes. Folks, you can go to hoodooworkshops.com and get that workshop, Conjuring by Threes, by the Conjure Man, and it will open your mind. <laughs> I think that many people who listen to this radio show go, why are his spells always so complete? His spells are so complete because they're done in his own way, Conjuring by Threes. So thank you. That was great. And um, it's really a, a wonderful workshop. It shows how you can use the same ingredients to get two entirely different results, depending on how you run the three different parts of the spell. Exactly. So I agree with everything you said. I would add that you are going to be filing some sorts of papers. Now, those papers might be filed electronically, and they might be filed in the form of paper. And, again, this depends on where you live, um, who you get a hold of, but don't make a pest of yourself by just calling the cops. That's that's not the way it's done. You want to find out the laws and print out the paperwork that you need. And then I want you to dust your paperwork with um, the kinds of um, powders we were just talking about. Hot foot powder would be good for dusting the papers. Don't let the cat step on it. Not good for cats. Um, because they lick themselves to try to get it off their feet, and it's, it's just bad for them. So make sure that you do all of that work with the papers, um, with the papers turned upside down, dust the back of them with hot foot powder and so forth, and do that on a cloth and then just wrap the cloth or put them in a manila envelope somehow so the cat doesn't walk over it. But those papers, whether or not those are the papers you turn in or just proxy papers that symbolize everything, fill those papers out, dust them, and um, and then turn them in. If you're going to turn them in physically as papers, you can um, shake them so that the powder comes off. If you're just going to use them as proxies, burn a candle on top of the packet of papers, and um, when you speak to people on the phone about the case, just light your candle and let it burn just during the time you're talking to them, and then lick your fingers and snuff it out, and, you know, pinch it out with your uh, fingers. So that's what I would do as the only addition I would do is make sure that you carry a magical link between your uh, magical work and your legal work. How about you, Roy? Do you have anything to add? You know, I would add just start using some sympathetic magic with this, with all the excellent stuff Conjure Man added, uh, put in there. But, you know, once a day, get one small thing of this person and move it out of the house across the city. Take it to the same place every day and start moving him out, even if it's just mm. a dime of his. But very small symbolic things. Yes. Um, 
In other words, don't take his couch out if he has one because you'll all end up on Judge Judy yelling at each other. <laughs> Small <laughs> right? things he won't notice, but start moving him out every day to the same place. Okay, that's great. Um, that's a wonderful way to work, too. That's All right, well, let's, let's um, see what is coming up next. We're going to have our network schedule announcement. The LMC Radio Network is a media alliance whose excellent shows include The Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Rootwork Hour with Catherine Ironwood and Conjurman Ollie, Sundays, 3 to 4.30. The Crystal Silence League Hour with John St. Germain, Tuesdays, 5 to 6. The Witch, the Priestess, and the Cauldron with Elvira Love and Phoenix LeFay, Fridays, 1 to 2. And Blue Flag Root Radio with Lady Muse, Fridays, 7 to 8. All time specific, add three hours for Eastern, sponsored by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and online at luckymojo.com. And now it's time for our free spell segment from our special guest, Reverend Roy of HealingAmulet.com in Nashville, Tennessee. Take it away, Reverend. Okay, so today we're going to talk about a free mirror spell, and this is like a uh, karmic spell. Uh, picture talking about someone who has been bad mouthing you, creating lots of problems, uh, creating you harm. And we're going to use two flat mirrors for this uh, a picture of the intended target. Uh, we could use influence oil or restless oil. I would like to use restless oil on this so that they they are uh, stay awake through all of this and, and can't uh, can't relax. We're going to anoint the picture with the oil, and we're going to anoint each uh, the mirrored side of each mirror uh, in five spots in the four corners and in one spot in the mirror. You want to take your picture, and what you really want to do, you want to talk to this picture. You want to tell this person everything that they're doing wrong, the harm that they're causing, the problems that they're causing, the hurt that they're causing, and the things that they need to do to fix this. Uh, You need to make sure they understand everything that they are doing wrong. Talk to them loud. Talk to them strong. Scream at them if you need to. Um, You want to put the picture between the two mirrors, and face the mirrors facing in, and I would tie these mirrors. I would bind this with black cord, uh, going around each side of the mirror. Use one string to do the long side, another string to do the uh, short side, and bind these together. Tie your black cords. I would burn a black candle on top of this. You'll have since it's glass. You'll want to use a fire safe dish. You don't want to risk breaking the glass in this spell. Um, but I would also anoint that with the restless oil. And once I have, once the candle is finished burning, I would put this on my altar, uh, maybe a shelf close to your altar if you don't have room for it there. Every day for 30 days, I would talk to this mirror, the same conversation, remind them what they have done, tell them the harm that they have done. Tell them what it's going to take for you to let them out of this mirror. This is similar to a um, a mirror box, but we're just we're going to do a simple spell here, more karmic, uh, less harm. We're just trying to change behaviors here. And at the end of that 30 days, I will cut the cord, open it, 
and give it a few days and see what's going on. Uh, you always have the option of putting them back in these mirrors if you don't see the changes that you're wanting to see. So that that's how I would work this. Um, you know, if anyone wants to add anything to this, I'd be happy to hear that. All right. Well, um, you know, this is a, a wonderful form of spell because it's another one of those that I call a conditional spell. And I love the use of restless oil. Um, restless oil is a an oil that simply makes a person uncomfortable until they you know, kind of get off the situation that they're in. It's not like hot food, you must go. It's not like reversing, you know, this is all coming back to you. It's just like you're going to be uncomfortable and restless while this is happening. It's a very interesting oil. Um, it, it's, it's, this spell is for those who don't want to do harm to the wrong people. That's, a, that's what I would say about that. Yeah, sometimes we have good people in our lives that just like to create drama. And so we can use this mm-hmm. to reverse those behaviors. Right. And I I like you saying that you can, after 30 days, cut the cord and let them out and see how they do and then put them back in again. I've made this type of a spell with compact. Uh, there are a lot of, you can buy these cheap compacts that are plastic. They have a mirror on one side and uh, the makeup on the other side. You can take a pair of snips or scissors and cut. And we'll use the makeup first, of course. But you're going to cut the uh, mirror part off. Now you have a mirror in a in a plastic holder that has sort of like a little edge on it, which is where it snapped closed. And you get two of those. And then you can put them face-to-face with duct tape holding them together around the edge. So they, they perfectly match, and they're just there they are with duct tape, two mirrors facing another one another. So that's a ladies' version of this same spell. <laughs> a long time ago, I had a, 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 it was like a compact, but Very it was actually cool. two mirrors and it folded up. I, I used to carry one of those back when I used to wear contacts. Uh, it was so I could easily see what, see my eyes when I needed to, but I don't know if they still make those or not. I haven't seen one of those in a long time. Well, I tell you, they do make the compacts. In fact, I think that um, some industrious lady who wears makeup should just start saving all her compacts and go into the mirror spell business because <laughs> I don't wear makeup and um, and I have to beg for old compacts from my friends. <laughs> anyway, uh, it's a it's a funny thing um, that you can find these oh, mirrors anywhere. I love I love how something like a compact can be uh, purposed for root work and conjure. That's what makes Hoodoo such a vibrant tradition. They, they're like, all right, I'm going to use my compact. <laughs> yeah. Use the tools yeah, well, you have. Another place to get mirrors is at the tile store. Okay, Go down to your local tile store and ask them if they have mirror tiles. These are used for... Oh, bathroom, fancy Italian-style bathrooms. I don't know. Ma- Mafia Italian bathrooms used to be done with mirrors, sometimes with gold veining in it. And um, you, you all know what I'm talking about. You, sure you I know what it. you mean, um, yes. 
Yeah, and you can buy those mirror tiles at the tile store. Because uh, I've had people call me up and say, "I'm down at the at the you know discount store, the Walmart. I'm 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 at Macy's, and all the mirrors are like fifty seven dollars." And I'm like, "Wrong mirrors. <laughs> you don't want those fifty seven dollar wall mirrors. You want go down to the tile store and just buy a few of them, and you'll have a, a good supply." And I've seen plastic mirrors at the uh, the Dollar Tree around here, just like mm-hmm. little four inch by four inch mirrors, and they, they would work just well. That's right. Michael's right. Little Art Supply is another one. Yep, there's another place. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. And duct tape is always our friend. <laughs> All right. Well, there's our music. So I'm gonna just um, throw in a couple of uh, ideas here. Tickets for the 2023 Hoodoo Heritage Festival are on sale now, and people are buying tickets already, and you save money if you buy now. Um, Just go to um, hoodooheritagefestival.com and just press that button, and and, uh, it'll take your money, and you'll have the tickets. So that's really good. That festival will be June 10th and 11th, 2023. And the other thing I want to mention is, just talking about it just recently, if we um, do not get to attend the Hoodoo Heritage Festival, the videos are available. So go to hoodooworkshops.com and you can buy individual workshops that have been presented at the festival. And one last thing, just a, a little note to Nagashiva, I think it's time to redo the network schedule announcement. How about it, babe? Ah, silence from the babe. All right. Uh, So, Cliff, take it away and take us out of here, and then we'll come back and say goodbye. Thank you, Ms. Cat and Conjurman, and thank you, Reverend Roy of HealingAmulet.com in Nashville, Tennessee, for being our guest this week. We invite you to join us next week um, when our special guest will be Deborah Voith of WitchingBee.com in Wisconsin on how to banish your bad habits. Once again, we've come to the end of another Lucky Mojo Rootwork Hour, Brought to you by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California. You can find this cat via the Lucky Mojo Forum at forum.luckymojo.com and Conjurman, conjurmanconsulting.com in Mission Viejo, California. I'm your announcer, Clifford Lowe, joining you from clifflowe.com. The Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Work Hour can be heard every week live on Blog Talk Radio at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern Time, and the shows are available in archive via Lucky Mojo. Uh, dot com slash radio show dot html for all of us at lucky mojo i'd like to thank you for being here and invite you to tune again once again next week at this same time when you will hear the familiar strains of the memphis jug band playing the jug band waltz thank you everybody and goodbye thank you clifford all right folks it's been a wonderful time thank you so much reverend roy for being around and i want to sh- shout out to vulcan diviner california sister shira 82 Wiki Way is up, Onyx Rose, I, Patricia, Dr. Sweet, and Angela L., and all the rest of the people in our chat room. All right. Good night, everybody. Good night. Good night. Bye.